For a cryptocurrency to become successful, should it first be a store of value and then become a medium of exchange? Or should it be a medium of exchange and then become a store of value? What are the key ingredients that you need for a cryptocurrency to become more than just internet nerd money? Well, if somebody knew, they probably would have done it already. But that's what we're going to be talking about today. Welcome to Cryptonomics, Principles of Cryptocurrency and Investing. The other day, I caught up with my buddy Juan Galt, and this is another clip from that interview, talking about what it really takes for Bitcoin or another crypto to become successful. Remember, you can check out Juan on Twitter, at Juan S. Galt. And if you have any questions about how to secure your Bitcoin, how to set up a wallet and make it really safe, he'll be able to help you out with that. Remember, I published the full version of this interview on my other channel, The Paradise Paradox. Check that out at theparadiseparadox.com. This episode of Cryptonomics is brought to you by friendship. Friendship, new, old, it's all wonderful. That's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> Real human connection. So be grateful for your friendships. And if you feel the need, pass along this video to your friends so they can enjoy it as you did. Let's get into it. Some people think that for a cryptocurrency to take off as a currency, it first needs to be a medium of exchange and then it be can become a, a store of value. Uh, but people who are really into Bitcoin say that, well, it needs to gain this store of value first and then it can become a currency. But we don't really know which strategy is going to work, right? Well, I think we've been trying the marketing thing for a while. I mean, no coin has more marketing than Bitcoin and Dash has a professional marketing team. And uh, as far as I can tell, it hasn't really caught any kind of currency status anywhere. You know, they'll say that in Venezuela and a few places like, you know, there's like a lot of adoption in Venezuela. But I, in New Hampshire, yeah. Have you have you been there? Have you tried it out? No, I haven't. Yeah. You know, the, the, the marketing cost is, uh, you know. It, I, yeah, I but it's, it's not, it's not just high. about marketing. It's, it's also about user experience. And as far as I can tell, Bitcoin doesn't have that. Very few coins really have that. I mean, the, the best user experience, I would say, is Steam. And Steam is still pretty lacking. Like, people go on it and they, they want to use something like Medium or Facebook, but it's not like, it's, it's not quite that good. It's not quite that easy to use it, for regular people. Like, they see the, there's so many passwords and private keys and what the hell is going on. And if you lose it, then you lose all your money. And people yeah. are like, no, I don't, I don't want it. <laughs> yeah. The user experience just isn't there yet. So I yeah. do feel like we're in this, still in this period of inflated expectations. Like ev everybody hopes that it's going to become something great, but we haven't quite seen something that's really easy to use. I know, I totally agree with that. And I, I, I also agree that Steam has had probably the best user experience as far as onboarding noobs. Uh, you know, fortunately, it's 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 uh, it's USD coin uh, isn't stable enough, and it's kind of a shit yep. coin, and and then everything else is pretty inflationary. 
but uh, and it's also kind of centralized, right? But there's not much development happened on it since launch, right? It's just the same thing as they launched two years ago. Yeah, it's still in beta. Yeah, but no, but they haven't developed anything. I mean, they've had two years and a bunch of money to keep building shit, and they haven't really done anything, as far as I can tell. Uh, I can't say any anything like anything that's really notable. There's nothing I can point to and say, oh, that's a a landmark innovation. So. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Other than the fact that other developers are building on top of it, so you have things like DTube and DLive, and you know even Busy.org, which is basically just a different skin, but many many people prefer it, so that improves the user experience. Yeah, I mean, Steamit is an interesting example. You know, um, it's uh, it's kind of a black box; nobody really understands what's going on, but. Um, but it, but the user experience is actually quite good uh, compared to everything else. I think, I mean, no, I totally agree. I think the user experience of Bitcoin right now. I've been thinking about this lately quite a bit. I mean, I've been, I've been working with a with a company that's that's doing a lot of user experience stuff, and um, I think that the the future of Bitcoin right now, as far as UX, is going to be actually kind of like uh, the equivalent of uh, financial service providers or financial service. Uh, 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 agents in in the financial world so you'll go to a bank and it's a nice building and then some dude that knows his shit will walk you through the process that's that's i think to some degree where things are going to go it might not be exactly like a place even though places like that have been popping up over the years uh but it's going to be like you sign up for a um for an advisory service right some 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 sort of premium service and then they just kind of hold your hand through the process until you acquire a significant position and then you have somebody to call 24-7 for support and they'll help you set up your keys properly and you have a good redundant setup and the whole shabam. Because the, the current wallet system, the wallets are the sort of the, the, the first introduction of Bitcoin to a, to a noob. But beyond, you know, but like, you know, I just set up some people yesterday, some, some tourists that I met here in Prague, set them up with, a, with a, some Doge. I sent them some Dogecoin. <laughs> and like they, they gotta they gotta write down this 12 like 16 word seed and this girl's writing and it's like holy fuck that's a big password right like and i gotta kind of explain it to them and then yeah okay so that's where that's that's where that is and that's the best we've come up with and and there's some better stuff coming to some degree the best that i see right now is a company called casa and casa's doing like um a uh, three or five multi-signature uh, wallets on top of Bitcoin and you don't have to deal with backups so because you have 305 so you already have redundant security it's pretty technical that I don't know it but 305 is pretty good and then Casa has one key and then you have another one on your phone and then and then you get it's a premium huddle service and so you get like you got 24-7 support but it's like $10,000 a year and so it's a, it's a it's a whale level security and and I their, their hope as far as I can tell is to to scale that to to to, to make it more accessible over time. But right now, that's where they're at. And um, that's, I think, where user experience needs to go because this, uh, this stuff is money. This stuff isn't, uh, isn't like a, a social network account. This is money. Yeah, but this is, this is a thing. Like, with the, you have a credit card. You don't need, like, how many, how often do you really get support for your credit card? Like, maybe once every three months, you call your bank. Or cash. How often do you get support for cash? Basically, never. And that—that's—that's that's kind of the level of user experience that people select, uh, expect. Like Apple Pay or Google Google Pay, something that's really easy and really secure, and you and you basically don't need to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, 
So with with a, with a credit card, you gotta go to a bank and then you gotta give them all your personal information. They gotta do like a credit check and stuff, and it's fairly smooth. Like I got a recent a bank account recently with a new bank, and you just go up there and you spend an hour with them, an hour and a half, and then they'll get all your data and then they'll hook you up with a card and and off you go. And that's for debit. A credit card is a, you know a little bit. It depends on on your credit score and stuff. Can be a little bit trickier, but if you have a decent credit score, you, yeah. So it's it's pretty easy, and that's what we're competing with, right? And, and and that's probably what what it needs to be, if not easier, with the advantage that a you don't have to go to a place. You can just have a call with somebody online or some AI you know uh, service provider, and uh, hopefully we get to that point. And then b you don't have to give them any information. But that the, the user experience, I like. I, I think keyboards and chatting is horribly just brutal, and any kind of password stuff brutal. So people need to just be like, okay, well, you you go to this website, you get a phone number, you call them, or you give them your phone and they call you, and it's some sort of AI bot. This is like in five years, right? Well, what it might look like. So, so you, the, the, the AI calls you is like, hello, uh, this is company X. Uh, you set up an appointment. Da da da. You you're interested in getting some Bitcoin and setting up a, a good setup, and you say, yeah, okay, great. So send us, you know, give us your address, and we'll ship you, you know, four three four hardware wallets. You know, you gotta you gotta pay us for them, right? However, here's some forms of payment, and then okay, you pay for them, right? Or maybe you already have some Bitcoin. If you want to pay for for Bitcoin, you boom, you you get the four hardware wallets, and then. And then you download an app, and the app lets you set it up, and that will have to be fucking crazy easy, right? Like it's a little like you gotta plug it in a computer and whatever. I don't know, right? Something like that. And you, but you have somebody to talk to on the phone, and that's that's right. But human here's experience. the thing as well. Dash Dash has that human experience in Venezuela, and they're expanding through Latin America. So you can call up a, a Dash call center in Venezuela and say, "How do I set up a wallet?" Mm. And they'll guide you through it. They won't do it with the with a hardware wallet necessarily, but they can, they can already guide you yeah. through it. Thank you so much for tuning in to Cryptonomics. So from my perspective, there are people in countries with failing currencies like Venezuela, Argentina, certain parts of Africa, and they could really benefit from being able to use crypto in commerce because the national currency is just becoming worthless. So that's why you need things like the Dash call center so people could call up and ask how the hell do I set up a wallet and Dash text which enables people to send Dash just using a feature phone over SMS. People are already using Bitcoin to store their savings so why not come up with something that lets them use it in commerce. Now from Juan's perspective these projects all need to grow much deeper roots so they need to eventually come up with a, a stable market and also technology like lightning networks. Time will tell who is correct. I'm sure time will tell us many things that are going to surprise both of us. Remember to check out Juan S. Galt on Twitter if you have any questions about how to secure your crypto. And as always, stay grateful.